0: A'udhu billahi min ash Rahman rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala seyyidina Muhammadin, seyyidina wa sanadina wa habibina wa shafi'ina wa maulana sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa dhuriyatihi wa ahli beytihi wa man tabi'ahum bi-ihsanin ila yomid-dini wa ba'd. Wa'an shaklin ibn Humeid qala Qultu ya Rasulullah allimni dua'an قَالَ قُلِ اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ سَمْعِي وَمِنْ شَرِّ بَصْرِي وَمِنْ شَرِّ لِسَانِي وَمِنْ شَرِّ قَلْبِي وَمِنْ شَرِّ مَنِيِّي رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقَالَ حَدِيثٌ حَسَن So the صحابي رضي الله تعالى عنه شَكَل بن حُمَيْد This is the uh, only hadith that that is narrated from him. According to Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani and اب, uh, Hafiz ibn Jouzi Again, when we say Hafiz here, it doesn't mean like someone who can do Tarabi, but somebody who has memorized uh, at least anecdotally 100,000 hadiths with the chain of narration as well. Uh, So they say that this is his only hadith that's narrated uh, from him. That he said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, teach me such a dua. Uh, 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 Teach me a dua that I can call on Allah Ta'ala by. And so the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, all oh, say, O oh Allah, inni, I I I seek refuge in in You. Inni, uh, inni a'udhu Inni bika, right? Inni a'udhu bika uh, uh, min sharri sami from the evil of my ear, hearing. So like from hearing evil stuff, like people talk garbage about one another, people backbite one another, people lie, cheat. You're he- sometimes you can hear things with your ears you wish you never heard or things that, that you at the time think this is beneficial for me, but then later on, you'll come to realize that it was very harmful. So that, Ya Allah, I, I seek refuge in you from the evil of my hearing and from the evil of my sight, that I shouldn't see something bad or see something haram. And from the evil of my tongue, that I shouldn't speak something haram with it. And from the evil of my heart, that I shouldn't feel something haram. And from the evil of... Here, the word many is... a Is Arabic word for semen but it is an allusion to the private parts that someone should do something wrong with their private parts and this uh, this dua it occurs to me that it is a very relevant dua for people who use uh, the internet a lot people who use social media a lot because what happens is like it's just unfiltered channel of information Uh, unfiltered channel of things that you're hearing, unfiltered channel of things that you're seeing, unfiltered channel uh, of things that people are themselves speaking uh, and uh, pumping and cranking out into the public, and an unfiltered channel of also uh, other types of indecency. And uh, we we should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all of these things. Um, And it's all there inside of the hadith. But uh, the dua is apt. This is part of the thing that we should be aware of. That we live in a time where all of these evils are like, like so accessible, and people are not discouraged from uh, cranking them out at all whatsoever. And so we ask Allah Taala for His help because you know you, you can't unsee things. You cannot unhear things. Uh, you know once it comes into your head it just kind of goes there and rots if it's a lie if it's backbiting if it's whatever it is uh it's it just goes inside and rots and it causes evil to a person's heart and it harms them and a good person doesn't want to hear any of these things but when you get desensitized to them you don't want to see any of these things you don't want to say any of these things but when you get desensitized like for example the shari lisani uh the evil of of the tongue that i seek refuge in you from the evil of my tongue like i when i went to study overseas I never heard anyone say bad words like I never heard anyone say like curse words in English for years passed by I never heard it then I came back and all of a sudden like when I was your guys age on TV it was very difficult to hear curse words but now everybody is cursing so it was like a shock like someone stabbed me in the ear uh, the first time I would hear second time I'd hear but then it become like after like a month a month and a half two months it becomes very normal and then what happens that I find myself even saying these things uh, and it becomes normal. It's no longer something that has any shock to it. And in fact, more than uh, more than it being uh, uh, normal, there are some people, they curse and they, they're not even cognizant that they're saying it. And the whole point of all of this is that we should be people that make zikr and we're not cognizant that we even say it. Uh, uh, but what happens is that people, you know, they're, they curse and they use like foul language. They're not cognizant that they say it. It actually becomes they, they become figures of speech that are gross and that are indecent, and uh, a person doesn't become cognizant of it. I'm not such i uh, I'm not such a, a, a prudish person that I say that language shouldn't be used. At the end of the day, curse words are also words of the language, and they have. Very particular occasions in which they're actually appropriate, uh, but uh, uh, you know that's uh, they should be used in their time and in their place. They should not become uh, the breath that a person breathes, uh, you know, whenever they're uh, thinking or not thinking about something. <laughs> Rawahu Abu Dawooda bi-isnad al-sahih Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik radhiallahu uh, ta'ala anhu Nairus that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say Oh Allah, I, indeed I seek refuge in you from baras Baras is vitiligo It's the disease that causes a person splotches in there uh, In, the, in the, the pigmentation of their skin And it was something that, uh, you know, I I don't know that it's going to actually kill a person or or harm them all that much. Although when a person suffers from vitiligo, the melanocytes all become, you know, defunct in a person's skin. So if you go outside for a very short amount of time, it could actually be very harmful for you. But other than that, I don't know it to be fatal uh, or, or difficult. But it's something that, like, it causes splotches in people's faces and things like disfigures them somehow. And so people people used to not like that, they used to consider, in fact, ancient people used to take a, an ill omen from it. They say, I, I seek refuge in you from Varas, from Vidaligo and from Jun'un from uh, losing my uh, rational faculty, from going crazy. Jun'un is that a person should lose their, their, their ability to reason and that they should become and just go mad. And Judam uh, is Judam uh, is leprosy. Leprosy causes the ex- the extremities to rot and the um, the limbs to become disfigured, starting from the extremities and going inward. And it's an extremely painful disease. It causes the eyes to shrivel up. It causes a person to become extremely deformed. And uh, you know, if people have take a ill omen from. Uh, from vitiligo than from leprosy. They used to literally have leper colonies. At some point or another only the most pious of people would take care of lepers. Otherwise in many parts of the world they would just uh, abandon them far away from people out of fear of uh, getting their disease. وَسَيِّئِ ashami? And I seek refuge in you from evil uh, evil uh, diseases and illnesses. So Ibn Allaan says hey, uh, from those illnesses that are ev- that are ugly that, that that make a person ugly disfigure their noble Adamic form like uh, a paralysis or like that a person should lose their 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 sight or like the, the, the diseases that were mentioned um, why a person is particularly afraid of those things why because in general the sicknesses a person goes through like a person just has like a cold or has a or fever, or something like that. Uh, it's understood that this is a temporary setback. A person just eats a little bit less. They'll get through it in a couple of days, and they're being rewarded for it uh, from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Whereas these types of really overwhelming illnesses, the fear is this is that a person's sabr will run out. A person is afraid that their sabr should run out, and then they should that they should say something uh, uh, to Allah Taala. Uh, or about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is not appropriate and they should jeopardize their akhirah uh, because of uh, you know because of that, uh, that, that 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 thing that they say that it will end up the illness itself will be a, a, a reason for a person being driven further from the deen and uh, this is, you know, it's one of those tribulations. A human being was meant to be in a particular form. Allah Ta gave every human being an honored form. And that's why you see, actually, the 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 a hadith with regards to the reward of being patient with, particularly those illnesses that disfigure a person's form, it's a great reward, actually. Uh, for example, the person who loses their sight. The Rasul, sallallahu said that the person who uh, uh, is makes sabr on the loss of his karimatain the two the two uh, uh, precious uh, uh, and noble eyes that that person, that person Allah Ta'ala will give them Jannah but if you have to suffer this and you're still patient with Allah Ta'ala that you don't speak ill about him that the reward for that is Jannah likewise there are a number of other uh, illnesses and diseases uh, it's narrated uh, by I believe Sayyidina Zubair bin Awam but don't quote me MashaAllah, we have students of knowledge. You guys can go crack the books open and then trace these things and then correct me if it's wrong. But uh, that he he once uh, spoke about about plague that the Prophet sallallahu said that the person dies of plague um, that that they die as a shaheed. And so there was one of the companions of the who was there in the Majlis and they say that the plague used to start like a, a like lesion like a, like a white colored lesion in the skin so he said I woke up in the morning and I saw this lesion in my hand and I was like, completely distraught and he said that but now you said this thing from Rasulullah he said that this thing is more precious to me than the entire dunya and what's inside it. but a person should seek refuge in Allah Ta'ala from those tribulations and if you're tested with them then ask Allah Ta'ala to make you firm. Just like that the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to for forbid people from uh, 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 making tamanni, to, from, from, from dreaming and fantasizing about the liqaa al-adu, from, from the fantasizing about uh, 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 and desiring meeting the enemy in battle. Rather you should ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that inshallah we settle our, our problems the easy way and that we should not you know be forced to do uh, you know we're not not be forced to go into war and things like that but then if you if you're tried by it if it's something Allah chooses for you then you ask Allah Taala for his uh, for his help and for thabat that he make you that he make you firm and so these diseases and things like that likewise we're commanded to continuously seek refuge in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala from them but if we should be tested by them then not to freak out about it this is something you know relevant to, to bring up at this time because the mention was made of plague and the mention was made of judam of, uh, of leprosy. One of the reasons that's written in the, the, the books of Fatwa, the miyar al-Mu'alaib in the books of Fatwa, with regards to why it is that the person who suffers from, uh, from plague, who dies of plague, dies a shaheed. It's not automatic that everybody who dies of plague all of a sudden becomes a righteous person or a good person or receives that rank. But it was mentioned in the miyar that the Prophet ﷺ, he said that if a person is in a place where the plague is, it's haram for them to leave. If a person is not in that place, haram for them to go to that place. And if they're in that place, it's haram for them to leave. And so one of the concerns that the, that the ulama had in the old days was what? Was that the people who are themselves dying of plague, one of the wisdoms of this is that somebody, the healthy people still have to take care of them otherwise what is what is the kind of like self-centered uh, um, you know rationale of what you should do just let them die maybe if I stay in my own house let everybody else die it'll be done it'll be finished their corpses will rot in their houses but like I'll be saved and this is not something as a far with fire people should have janazas. you know fine if you have to like you know whatever uh, PPV or whatever up and then like uh, you know, like handle it, you know, in a, in a way that you protect yourself, that's fine. But the sick need to be taken care of. This is also a far kifaya. And it's known that there's a danger in doing this as well. But if everybody abandons, because what happens even in the old days, people used to do that. They, so they just abandoned, uh, they would be in a place where plague is, they'd still abandon uh, uh, the people who are suffering to their suffering. This is akin the fuqaha, right, to abandoning uh, 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 battle the field of battle in the middle of a, a difficult fight. This is something very few people think about or talk about. You see, the people who abandon burying the dead and reading their janazas. they're like the people who abandon the uh, the, the, battle, uh, the battlefield in the middle of battle. And for those people to expect that somehow that they should be treated like shohada, this is a, an unreasonable expectation it's not just magic oh look you got plague you're automatically Shaheed we have a good opinion of people you know who were tried with these things in the past but for us ourselves we shouldn't imagine that this thing is just like some sort of automatic like uh, a thing that I have like 17 comorbidities so this you know I'm gonna make it to Allah you know that's where my appointment is tonight it's not it's not necessarily like that um, <coughs> and so that was that was you know Muslim doctors used to try the pious ones used to try to treat lepers even to this day the pious ones try would try to treat the people in COVID. can you imagine the lockdown happened there were doctors who called me like Shay, can you write us a note saying that uh you know we can't work at the hospital because in order to put on the 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 respirator or the n95 mask or whatever uh you have to shave your beard and uh i'm like no I said, you guys all told everybody, you told everyone you became a doctor because you wanted to help people, right? This is your your big shot. I'll write you a letter saying that under normal circumstances, not permitted, but under this particular circumstance, because life and death situation, there's not enough people taking care of the sick, that for you to take the, rukhsah, the madhab, that it's makruh to shave your beard, that it's in this time is one of the few times even I would say that it's appropriate for a person to take the rukhsah, put on the respirator and say, Bismillah, take And there were Muslim doctors, Muslim nurses who did it. In those days where other doctors and nurses didn't want to show up to work, this is a very noble thing. These people deserve praise. Allah Ta'ala increase their ranks, Allah Ta'ala forgive them their sins, Allah give them the khair and the barakah of this world and the hereafter. These are the type of people, this is the wilayah of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, you know, it's not just like people think like who's the awliya of Allah or whatever, do you know who the qutb is and blah, blah, blah. Yes, some of them are secret and some of them are hidden. But some of them also, you can see in things like this who Allah ta'ala blesses, blesses with, with sainthood. It's not something like something like in a back pocket that if you like, you know, do some sort of secret handshake, high five, patty cake, baker's man with, you know, uh, like a, a, you know, some sort of like, a, a, you know, secret like leprechaun sheikh that like hides around. You know, people think of things like that, right? And if that's how it was, what's the point of the dean in the first place, right? I'm the hidden Imam. I have secret knowledge. I have this. I have that. And the normies don't understand. And blah blah blah. The, 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 people fall for this. There are people in Chicago right now who are 100 like in in stuff like that. And uh, you know, you know, but you want to see sainthood. The saint is what? He's the person who like gets up and then goes and serves, even though it's a danger to himself. It's a danger to his. You know, his health and well being and things like that. They went and they went and helped those people. Some of them got sick, some of them actually died. Those people, if someone were to say that this person died a shaheed, I, I would say, you know, like this is this makes the hadith make complete sense now. And Allah gives from His father, inshaAllah. People go through even a small amount of difficulty. Allah forgives people. You know, a person shouldn't think that, you know, like, oh, no one is going to ever get anything good from Him. But these are the people who really did it right. Really, they, as sabiqoon, you know like uh, you know it reminds you of that 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 level of that level of goodness and people should not everyone has the hima not everyone has the the courage to do things like that at least you should say this is a good thing admit it is a good thing love it inside of your heart uh, even that much is still a level of wilaya if you're going to be a hater then and think, oh, look, you know, I'm a good thing that I didn't, like, whatever, because now I survived, and if I was with them, you know, I would have died. It can 100% munafiqeen talk. You know, if you survived, good for you. I'm not saying you're munafiq for having survived and saved yourself even. It's a very normal human thing, it happens, you know. But, like, to look down on the other people who gave sacrifice for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, that's, that's like, bogus. That's that's 100% nifaq. If you wanted to save yourself, you want to save yourself, alhamdulillah, good for you. Don't expect like some sort of Nobel Prize for doing khidmat. You saved yourself, alhamdulillah, good for you. But to like look down then on the people who, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 the people who g- gave sacrifice for the sake of Allah, that's like, that's a k- kind of like a disgusting uh, feeling that really a person should make tawbah from if they find themselves happy. Again. The life of a shaheed for the, uh, the life of a shaheed is for, for the, for the Ummah it's Hayat, and the blood of the Shaheed is for the Ummah it's Zakat. People have to make sacrifices, otherwise the entire system falls apart. And you see, mashallah, you want to see a picture of the entire system falling apart, go to several countries in the Muslim world, where nobody, everybody's completely self-absorbed, nobody's willing to do the smallest thing for one another, except for very few people who are very special, and the burden shifts to fewer and fewer people. And it becomes more and more un- unsustainable for them. And uh, you see, it's a dysfunctional, like, failed state type of society. Whereas if people are willing to help one another out, the irony is that the plague won't spread as much, actually, if we take care of one another. So think about that, remember that as well. Uh, uh, when you uh, when you read these ahadith, the Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked Allah ta'ala for protection for those reasons. Because it's such a fitna, a person doesn't know or have a reasonable expectation that they'll come out of it with their iman intact. That's what was, what's scary about it. Otherwise, if a person knows that they'll survive the, 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 the difficulty in nasi Balaan al al the most severe in tribulation are the prophets وسلم, than Then those who are most like them, then those who are most like them. رواه أبو داود بإسناد انصحيح sahih. أبو Abu رضي الله تعالى anhu he mentioned that he, he said that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم, used to make dua he said oh Allah I seek refuge in you from hunger I seek refuge in you from hunger because it's like the worst the worst companion to go to sleep at night with and so here, uh, Ibn Alan means, it means like not just, oh, I'm hungry, but like, uh, like I could use a snack. No, the hunger that, uh, that that paralyzes a person from being able to do things that they need to, from being able to go to the masjid, from being able to go to dars, to go to work, to take care of their family, to help others, uh, etc. It's because it's a bit of the It's the, the, worst, the worst companion to sleep in the bed with. I mean, it keeps a person awake at night, and, you know, then when you don't get rest, you become weaker and weaker, and uh, uh, it will kill your ability to wake up for fajr, it will kill your ability to wake up for tahajjud, it will kill your ability to do the things that you need to in the day. Uh, And otherwise, they used to go hungry, I mean, from our purposes, they used to not eat a lot. But he's talking about that overwhelming hunger that uh, doesn't let a person sleep at night. And he says that, uh, and I uh, seek refuge in you from treachery, because it is the worst. It's the worst, uh, like the worst companions that a person could, uh, worst companion a person could keep with them. Bitana here means what? It's like your 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 privy council or your your crew. You know that you roll with your people that you trust. Um, that if your go-to in your mind to deal with problems is what. Is treachery that okay? Well, I told him, or he thinks this, or he thinks that, and I'm just going to like wait till he turns around and stab him in the back. Mm. This is this is not good. This is not good at all. And sadly, you see that this has become very normalized behavior in a lot of places in the Muslim world as well. Uh, And it's become very normalized behavior amongst a lot of things who actually think they're smart. They think that people who are trustworthy and trusting people are stupid, um, and somehow you know being treacherous is smart. Uh, This is not this is not good at all. This is, this is not good at all. Uh, and treachery is stupid because once human beings stop trusting one another, society falls apart and you go back to the jungle. And, uh, uh, you know, if behaving like a like an ape is a smart thing, then it's smart, but it's not. Allah Ta'ala protect us from other people's khiana and Allah Ta'ala protect us from becoming khawwan. Ali ibn Abi Talib, ta'ala anhu mukataban. مُكَتَبًا عفوا جاءه فقال اني عجزت عن كتابتي فاعني قال الا اعلمك كلمات عَلَّمَنِيهِنَّ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو كان عليك مثل جبل, جبل دينن اداه الله عنك قل اللهم اكفني بحلالك عن حرامك bi بفضلك عمن سواك رواه there's a mistake in the book, and my pen is made out of uh, like uh, my my pen is made out of metal, so I can't take it with me to the airport. So I just came from the airport so it wouldn't help me to make the correction here. here we go. I didn't read it; I corrected it while reading, but I wanted to mark it in it in case somebody else reads from this from this copy. Um, Ali, ibn Abi, Ali ibn Abi Talib narrates that A mukatab Who's a mukatab? A mukatab is a slave That comes to an agreement with the, with the master With the owner That you go out and earn money And pay me payments and installments And then once that, that, that agreement is fulfilled Then you, you're free So imagine this Sayyidina Ali radhiallahu ta'ala anhu a a slave who was like this on like trying to buy his, buy his freedom in installments, uh, came up to him and he said, uh, "Help me, because uh, I, I, I've, I'm, I'm not unable to, I'm unable to like fulfill my installments. Like this deal is going to collapse. Because what happens if you don't, if you don't fulfill it, the master keeps the money and you're just you stay a slave. That's it. So he says, I'm, I'm about to lose this thing." And so Sayyidina Ali الله said to him, <clears throat> I said, I'll teach you certain, some words. Because the thing is, he went to Sayyidina Ali ta'ala, and said, Sayyidina Ali, do you think he's also rolling with a huge bank account or whatever? These are all all these people are Zuhad, right? You remember the hadith of Sayyidina Fatima الله تعالى that that was the thing that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه said to him. Now, he himself is, you know, not rolling with a huge amount of money and silver and gold everywhere, throwing money all over the place. And so, he gave him the advice that he used himself And that he was given by the Messenger of Allah وسلم, Which is to turn to Allah Ta'ala He says, shall I not teach you certain words That the Messenger of Allah وسلم, Had taught them to me um, And even if you had A mountain of debt On your head uh, uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Would discharge that debt From you Say, say, O Allah, be sufficient, make your halal sufficient for me so that I never have to turn to your haram, and enrich me through your grace so that I never have to ask anyone other than you. Allah makfini bi halalika an haramika wa aghnini bi fadlika amman siwak. This is a very important uh, dua. People should write it down, people should memorize it, and people should say it. We're not supposed to get into debt in the first place. The Prophet wa sallam, very stridently discouraged people from taking debt on. That's not absolutely necessary. And people are very flippant with it. You have like people going around with like leather boots that they bought on their credit card and they're paying interest payments, or they're not paying interest payments. I have a month to pay it off, I have six months to pay it off, it's not a big deal. Even then, even the halal debt the Prophet wa sallam, used to. He's very emphatically, uh, you know, tell people not to take on debt unless it was absolutely necessary. Then, when it's on your head, you have to pay it back. It's a sin to not pay it back when you're able to. It's a sin to delay payment when you're, the time comes and you know you can get away with delaying payment. It's not just that, you know, we're not just commies that we like, oh, everything the rich, the rich, you rich bastard, everything, you're just the rich, you're always pissed at the rich and upset at the rich. You know, they have rights too. You know, maybe someone gathered money because you know, like you know, while you were eating Snickers bars and drinking Coca Cola, the guy was like, you know, what I don't drinking from the water fountain. You know, that's another. You know, there's ways that people get wealth that are halal and noble as well, and dignified as well. <clears throat> and to have eaten your turn and then eat someone else's turn and then not pay them back, it's a, it's a sin. It's a type of The, the sometimes the debtor can be a volume against the, the, the creditor. Uh, so. At any rate, the point is this is that, uh, you know, don't get into debt so you don't have to worry about any of these things. Buy things used. Buy things secondhand. Mashallah, I see a lot of people, young people who are like college age people, I'm assuming, either that or you have some sort of incredible like cream that you put on in the morning, some of you guys. Um, Go to community college. Go to public school. Don't go into debt if you don't have to. People like, oh, Shaykh, well, you know, can we take out college loans? Okay, fine, even if I said, it's go ahead, take out your college loans, right? Ribā is haram. I can't say ribah is not haram. Like, I'd be a kafir if I did that, right? <laughs> but if I were like, well, you know, and you have to earn a living, and, you know, it's bad, you know, to, like, not have this and that and the other thing, you know, you can't live without All of those things. Still, right, why would you, if, you know, if someone were to say that there's some, and I'm not saying this, go ask a mufti about all of these things, but I'm saying that even if someone were to give fatwa, that it's permissible. Where would the permission, permissibility be that if you could get the, get a degree that will get you a, a gainful employment and, 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 and skills in one school for like, you know, with $15,000 of debt and another school like for 50, where would the permissibility be for the, the latter if the former exists? Or is it that I want to look good or I want to go out of state or I like the dorms in that place or I like, you know, I want to go with my friends because my friends are going. Your friends are idiots. Your friends are dumb. Your friend, you, you know, you, much less some of your friends are not so bad. But I'm just saying, like, if they do dumb things <laughs> then your friends are dumb, just come to grips with it. Don't, you don't have to run after them. Uh, but uh, at any rate, a person gets into debt. People, you know, the people, of the Ummah used to have debt. What was the Rasul Salasam? Died. Uh, he passed away from this world, and he uh, he was in debt. He owed he owed like wheat to one of the Jews of Medina, and he had to uh, he had to uh, give his armor as collateral for it. Is wheat a luxury? Like mm, wheat, you know. We're gonna what are you gonna do this weekend? We're gonna go like do wheat. Like nobody says that. That's like. You know, if someone were to be served wheat as a meal, we would like turn our noses up he at it. He was feeding, it was not, it's like it's not even he was himself, like he was feeding his family, you know? He was feeding women and children. He was feeding orphans. He was, fe- he was feeding the pe- people of the prophetic household, the people of the Sufa. That's, that's, that's what debt is, right? What's debt? I'm a slave. And I work so hard to keep this contract, and for some reason I'm not able to fulfill this installment right now. Those are reasons to be in debt. What's the dua? And this dua is really good because you know سيواخ, that's the part that's munasib that has munasabah with the, the debt. Allah makfini bi halalika and haramika. So many people are indulging in haram. Haram food, haram drink, haram clothes. Looking at haram, listening to haram, it's like overwhelmed a person. Why, you know, you know, people don't even get married anymore because they can fulfill all of these things through haram. Imagine that a person gets to, you know, to uh, get the get the milk and doesn't have to buy the cow. This is an expression in many languages what is it that you a person enjoys themselves that takes no responsibility whatsoever which is one of the fatal stupidities of feminism actually is that the sexual revolution is completely like works against women because women are the ones that are shackled biologically with the responsibility in decent societies men are shackled with responsibility socially but if someone commits zina or does something haram they're cascading like worse and worse more degenerate types of haram you know, like, a bad marriage, you know, in America, your wife could take half your stuff. But one night stand, she didn't take anything. Like, you just don't see her again. All of these temptations... All of these temptations, and then on the flip side, you have like whatever, like you know, you went and proposed marriage to like Abu Khalid's daughter, and he's like, I want like seven hundred thousand dollars in mahar, and like, you know, three point five tons of gold, and you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the marriage party has to be at the like whatever, you know, like it's just some ridiculous place, and so the, the small amount of money that you could liberate like a quarter of Palestine with, you have to spend it on the wedding, and that's 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 you know, and otherwise. It's either that or you get it for free on the other side, right? It's a really bad place to be in. It's a very frustrating place to be in. People don't talk about these things. They don't take them seriously. And uh, 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 it's 100% the work of shaitan. It's just, it's not a good thing. Uh, But the problem is, as as idealistic young individuals like you are, you can't just be like, but it's wrong. And everyone's like, ha, 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 I've been like a scumbag for like the last 40 years. You think I care about this one wrong thing that has to do with you? You know, like they're not going to be moved by it. That's why life is a test. That's why you know, like, you have to have sabr and that's you go to Jannah because of sabr, not just because you're like smart and you like, you're like, you can say what's right. You have to actually like do it. So the Istiana asking Allah for help. He says, "Should I not teach you words that were taught to me by the Messenger of Allah? Even if there was a mountain of debt against you, he he would have uh, through these words he would have uh, discharged such a debt." Um, is that oh Allah make your halal sufficient for me so i don't i don't have to go to your haram starts with mr brost and extends through all sorts of different things in your life your home ownership and college education and marriage and all of these other things oh, you say, ask allah to that make it whatever halal is there I'll make it enough for me that i don't ever say like well oh, i don't i need more from like you know for from haram things Well, اغنين, enrich me from your grace uh, uh, so that I don't have to ask anybody else other than you it's a serious thing people should you know, remember this dua and ask this dua and there's like a hundred different things you could ask for to or intend by it and people should make it part of their, their daily weird inshallah, Allah will give inshallah from his Father, Allah will give I know, I know, like oh, every one of us there's stuff that we want and it's just not happening and we asked everybody else so now it's time to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know when Imran ibn, Husayn, ibn Husayni, رضي الله تعالى عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أباه Husaynin, كلمتين يدعو بهما اللهم ألهمني رشدي وأعذرني من شر نفسي رواه وقال حديث حسن uh, Imran ibn Hussein Both of them are companions. This is Hussein with uh, He said that the Prophet وسلم, uh, taught his father Husayn, uh, uh two utterances. That he used to make dua to Allah Taala with or by to say, Oh Allah, inspire inspire me to my guidance, to find my way through misguidance, inspire me my guidance, and uh, um, and protect me from my uh, from the evil of my nafs, from the evil of my nafs, protect me from the evil of my nafs from its bad harm, because it, it calls me to. Uh, my destruction, and it calls me to be uh, thrown to the wayside. A person's nafs in 10 minutes, in 5 minutes, in 1 minute can destroy an entire lifetime worth of achievement, both in the dunya and the akhira, all of it can be blown in just a couple of minutes. Fadli, al-Abbas <laughs> قال قلت يا رسول الله علمني شيئا أسأله الله تعالى قال سل الله العافية فمكثت أياما ثم جئت فقلت يا رسول الله علمني شيئا أسأله أسأله الله تعالى فقال لي يا عباس عما رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سل الله في الدنيا والآخرة رواه الترمذي وقال حديث صحيح Sayyidina Abu al-Fadl al-Abbas Allah ta'ala anhu, the uncle of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam narrates that I said, O Messenger of Allah teach me something that uh, I can ask Allah Most High so from the siyak of the Hadith this is after the Fath he's the Prophet sallallahu uncle but he accepted Islam, I shouldn't say after the Fath he was the last person, one of the last people to accept Islam before uh, before the fatwa is complete, so he's the last uh, considered in the uh, register of the last name of the muhajirin That uh, but you know Family family is family, you know, like I don't want to speak ill of it's a family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam But uh, you know the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam again, you know One would hope that they would be the first of the muhajirin instead of the last of them, you know This tells you about the rank of Sayyidina Ali. It tells you about the rank of Sayyidina Hamza Anhum. Uh, that you know so say that al abbas Muhammad, he came you know that's a big deal that he even came otherwise the other Abu Lahab is like at the bottom he got kicked out because of because of his wretchedness so imagine so he, he you know so he, he so this is much later in the rasul uh, sallallahu alaihi wasul Nubu'ah and in his mubarak life sallallahu alaihi wasallam so he said oh messenger of allah teach me something i can ask allah most high Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ask allah al-afiyah Ask him for afia afia is like a, <coughs> a well-being that's free of any sort of like uh, harm or downside. A type of ha- a happiness that is uh, free of, uh, you know, of anything bad. Like there are types of happiness that a person can be enjoying that are really like bad, bad for you. But uh, um, so that ask for ask ask for this happiness that's free from any harm or any, you know, any any anything negative. And He said, that, uh, he said that he said that he hung around for a couple of days, and then he came to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and asked him the same question again. The subtext being like, "Yeah, that's that's nice, but like, what should I ask for? What should I really ask for? You know? <laughs> like that was cute. <laughs> like obviously he wouldn't say that because you know, but I'm just saying like. He, so they had that with the Prophet sallallahu but he didn't obviously." He thought that there's something missing. I should be getting something more. So he asked again after a couple of days, and so the Messenger of Allah (sallallahu so alaihi was beautiful. Look at his sabr, You know, you know. After all of that, and now he's asking again, and uh, uh, this is beautiful. His suburb and his adab with his uncle, and you know how he communicated with people. Uh, he, he said that he said to me, "O oh Abbas, O oh uncle of the Messenger of Allah." ask for afia in this world and the hereafter then he understood okay like this is like a a bigger deal than like perhaps it seemed at first glance and so the messenger of allah (laughs) he he said to him like in a way that's honors him but also is like yo like i'm not just making stuff up you know this is a command from allah ta'ala you know like you you best not have some sort of like uh, discomfort with it or crave something other than it uh, uh, and so he did it with, with great beauty and with great sabr and great patience and great adab uh, and so you know maybe a person like myself it wouldn't occur to me to you know say something like that if I were even in a fraction of that scenario but when the Prophet showed you how to do it, then you can always copy him. That's the, the, the grace and the benefit of the, the sunnah. Although you have to also then, you know, the original, making the original, that's the real That's the real uh, uh, mastery, you know, to copy the original is much It's It's not easy, but it's much easier than than understanding it the first time. One, Shahrin ibn uh, Hawshabin, radiallahu <laughs> ta'ala, anhu qala, qultu li ummi salamata, يا مالم مننا uh, ما اكثر دعاء رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا كان عندك قالت كان اكثر دعائه يا مقلب القلوب يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلبي على دينك thank you رواه الترمذي حديث حسن Shahar ibn Hawshab uh, 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 asked the mother of the believers uh, um O oh, mother of the believers what was the du'a that the messenger of Allah وسلم, made the most when he was with you so she said that the dua that he made the most or the most of the dua he would make was O oh, Overturner of Hearts make firm my heart on your deen Ya qulubi Thabit Qalbi Ala this is another hadith a person should learn memorize I was, I was in Pennsylvania I had a program long story about how difficult it was to get there and get back, and how it came, you know, basically straight from the airport. Um, so someone was telling me that, you know, I used to live in Seattle. He's like, oh, you know, so-and-so young guys. I, I don't know. He said, oh, maybe you would remember him if you saw him. I said, maybe. He said, you know, I got him. I, I told him, I said, mashallah, Riyadh Salehin, we have like the Arab Halal uh, eating support group, mashallah, meets uh, on Sundays at Ribat. He's also one of our Arab brothers. So he says, he says he says to me, he says, Yeah, that guy got him eating halal alhamdulillah. But they make dua for him, you know, he's 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 uh, you know it's uh, he, he's being tempted by chick-fil-a. And so he you know, he showed me a vi- he sent me a video saying, Oh, this guy says it's okay. And I'm like, it's not a good sign. This is not a good sign. Allah Allah overturns the hearts A person has is good one day and then the next day something stupid comes into their head and it convinces them that something else is good and all of it is 100% it's just humiliation and it's harm so many people, there are so many people there are so many people I wanted to you know, become a Muslim all of a sudden they're like ex called them up so they took the shahada they stopped praying, you don't see them in masjid anymore so many people, I want to take shahada some temptation comes I remember there was one young man he wanted to study in, in, in Hadar Mot that was the thing he wanted to do Day and night, it's this thing he would do, right? His father actually told me, he's like, help me to dissuade him from go studying. I'm like, why would you want to do that? I go, you alma would be like an honor for your entire family, you know, that, uh, you know, like a fool, like I recited all of the Fabal of ilm to him standing there, but uh, he completely was like, just like, blocked. So he basically when his son was uh, Gonna go he had already like actually applied and gotten in bought tickets everything He said don't go. I'll give you money (coughs) He's like no he's like I'll get you married (laughs) And he didn't go (laughs) like he's a good guy he went and like whatever he did some course somewhere else you know inshallah but the point is like he that he you know he didn't go and so uh, you know that's 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 that that's how that you know like life is not all happy endings life is not all sad endings life sometimes weird in the middle whatever it is right it should be clear to somebody what the superiority is of you know, keeping your heart firm on the right path, because all sorts of things make different amounts of sense throughout different times of the day, and throughout different seasons of the year, and throughout different, uh, you know, election cycles, and new cycles, and whatever, and, you know, a person should always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep their heart pinned down on righteousness, and uh, it's, it's sad, right, like, you know, imagine someone's like, you know, like, how come we haven't prayed for the last ten years? It's because, like, you know, my girlfriend. That's like pathetic. That's sad. That's not very manly at all. Much less righteous. Even from a dunya'i p- perspective, it's not very manly. Forget about righteousness and all these other things. You're not a human being, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna be a wali of Allah Ta'ala in the first place. So what's even more pathetic than that? for a chicken sandwich yet we're all maftun by these things you see something and you want it you have to like teach yourself just to not want it just to be like yeah just like you look at a can of dog food and you're you're not like mmm you know like you you have to you have to what are you going to do are you going to be maftun by every single shiny thing that walks by you like a monkey you're going to be like oh it's shiny look I liked. (laughs) And that only happens to suhbah. That only happens to keeping suhbah. If you try to do it on your own, uh, you know, doing things alone is like really difficult. Anything, like, making a car, making a house, anything like worth anything in the dunya, and the Af- do it alone is like really, it's not, it's not easy. Uh, rather, the, the, the Rasul taught us to you know, do, keep, hold fast to the congregation, to hold fast to good company, that a person should say their prayers on their own, make their dhikr, dhikr on their own, but also that there are majalas of dhikr also, there are places of gathering. It's not just the ilm, it's the suhbah as well that's that's murad. In this hour that a person sits in dars, their heart goes through different states. Even a relatively impious person thinks, thinks about and idealizes pious things. Whereas that may not be their normal state, you know, like to, throughout the rest of the week. Uh, so a person has to keep like keep at it, keep at it, keep at it until one day the the grip that you know shiny things have over a person's heart it starts to weaken and you're more able to fight against it. It will never go away 100%, but it will weaken enough that a person is able to to combat it. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, like you know, like. Forget about liberating Palestine. You can't like you can't you can't fight the. We laugh at it, but it's like very real, right? If we're muffedoon by a chicken sandwich, like God help us, you know. That then you have to do it because this is not a dars, right? then not have to do with whether it's halal or haram. Just the idea you have it somewhere in your head that you're feeling Milan toward one fiqh opinion because the dawa, what's calling you? Not Allah is Rasul, so What's calling you? The chicken sandwich. I've had good chicken sandwiches in my life, but, and so I'm not going to like whatever, but it's, there's no chicken sandwich that good. <laughs> Michelle, you guys have roast, so you can thumb your noses at everybody else, right? <laughs> but it's a blessing, it's a great blessing, you know, there are people who never had that before, they, you know, and so they're like, yeah, you know, like we we struggle and it's, you know, we're going to get rewarded. Yeah, but you really just should move to Chicago, Yeah instead of whatever, you know? وعن أبو الدرداء رضي الله تعالى عنه قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان من دعاء داود عليه السلام اللهم إني أسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب العمل يقربنا ويبلغني حبك اللهم اجعل حبك أحب إلي من نفسي وأهلي وما البارد رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن الدرداء رضي الله تعالى عنه Narrated that the Messenger Allah وسلم, said that from the dua of Sayyidina Dawood السلام, uh, was that he would say, O oh Allah, indeed I ask you your love and the love of those who you love and deeds that will make me attain your love. O oh Allah, make your love more beloved to me than my own self. And then my own family, and then cold water. Obviously, people live in hot places, right? So this, the cold water is what's meant at, at, at that place. Ibn Allah mentions in the last hadith, uh, 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 the hadith of, Ya al thabbit qalbi ala He mentions, uh, uh, that in a different narration of the same hadith uh, that say that umm al mumineen umm Salamata said radhiyallahu ta'ala said, "Kultu ya rasulullah qalat qultu ya rasulullah ma dua ma dua ya muqallib al-qulub thabbit qalbi ala dinik qala ya umm Salamata innahu laysa adamiyun إلا وقلبه بين إسبيعين من اس... أصابع الرح... أصابع الله أصابع الله من أصابع الله عفوا فمن شاء أقام ومن شاء زاغ فتلا صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا لا تُزِغْ قلوبنا بعد هَدَيْتَنَا so in a different narration of the same hadith that uh, Um Salama then added, she said that I had that once said to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, I marveled, like how, how, how plentifully is it that you make this? Dua, O Overturner of the Hearts, make firm my heart on your deen. So he said وسلم, O Um Salama, indeed uh, there is no human except for his, uh, heart is between the two f- between two fingers from the fingers of Allah Taala. Here again, the point is these are the mutashabihat, The point is that it's not like an anatomy lesson or whatever. That's not what the point of it is. The idea is what if something's in your fingers, you manipulate it with great ease. He said that the hearts are between two fingers from the fingers of Allah Taala, and he whichever ones he wishes to, he keeps them straight. and whichever ones he wishes to, he sends them uh, uh, sends them in a crooked direction. And then he read the the dua of the Quran, Rabbana Bana. Oh our Lord, don't make our hearts crooked after you've guided us. Wahab lana min ka antal and give us a special mercy from the from from the mercy of yours. Indeed, you're the great bestower of gifts. I wanted to mention something also from the Amana of the, Hadithin, inshallah, perhaps this is, we can make this the last thing that we've mentioned for Darsh today, inshallah. Which is the hadith of Abu Fadl uh, al Abbas of Ya Amr Rasul, uh, Ammar Rasulillahi. Uh, in that hadith, the narration as it's copied in most of the copies of the Riyadh al Salihin has him addressing his uncle in the uh, the Siva to Jama. It says, It's what? It says, Salulaha al Afiata. The Makaf to Ayan and the Majit to Fakul to Yarasulahi, Alimni Sheyan, as Allahulaha, Taala for Ali Abbasu. Ammarasulahi, Salulaha, Salulaha al Afiata for Dunyol Akhira. So there is a Ihtimal from Luga that is for Ta'im. It's for Ta'im. That he he addressed him in the plural. However, in the Asal and Tirmidhi, it's actually mufrad. And so, if that's the way that it was narrated to somebody, then that's what it would mean. But the, you know, it's probably not that. It's probably uh, something that a copyist copied. Um, But the actual hadith is what Salillaha. It's actually in the in the in the mufrad. I remember having a talk with one of my mashaykh before about this, that, that it's not, he mentioned something that it's not a native usage of the Arabs to address uh, the mufrad with the, with the jama' like, like the a'ajim do, with the exception of the royal plural, but that's when the king talks about himself he says we, and he talks about himself in the plural, but it's not in, in, in address, uh, and uh, that's a long discussion. That's a, a, a uh, 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 right. This comes in the, in, the, in the Quran as well. So, this is a Hujja for the person who says that this is a, an authentic use of the Arabic language. So, I don't want to get into that. But, uh, uh, beyond that, if a person wants to have that argument with somebody, this is not a good istishhad. Why? Because the asl in is with is, 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 is with the sigat ifrad uh, and uh, this is one of those things that like a person doesn't even hear the difference between them and they don't note them But the muhaditheen, mashallah, their, their, their depth, their precision and their craft uh, causes them to pay attention to these things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us from the ilm and from the nur of the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu all of these hadith, every single hadith, this is the nur from the Mubarak heart of the Prophet Sallallahu uh and we're honored to receive it even though we don't deserve it sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulih sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi ajma'in